All right, here we are. Welcome to the next episode of The Holy Hour. We're back with OG founder Donald Tony. Hey, everyone. We've missed you. Mm-hmm. I've missed you guys, too. He's it's back a- down here in Asheville. It's been a while. <laughs> it sure has. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, do we have some topics to discuss with you tonight. We are heading into a very controversial mm-hmm. episode. We've been warned. We've been dragging our feet getting in here. But time has come and we need to face our demons where we discuss the 1992 album Wish, wish by wish, The Cure. Wish, wish. A very pivotal album mm-hmm. for The Cure, a very um, pivotal album for us if you listen thus far to our podcast and knowing our time following along to the our, riveting tale our chronological excitement of Cure <laughs> you would know already that Wish was the album like we said, we got into Disintegration right when it came out, but Wish would be the next album. Our freshman year in high school, it came out, 1992. And it would be the first album that we saw them live on. My first show. Yeah. The first, first ever The show. first concert I ever went to. Wow. Yeah. I forgot about that. It's so a biggie. First of, that's a great first show. It blew my fucking mind. You asked 90% of people what their first concert was, and it's always something pretty fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's like something your parents drag you to. Yeah, yeah. But my parents, like, never took me to shows. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, yeah. uh... But, um... You made it to wish. Yeah, like, I think I saw, like, uh, a friend of mine from uh, Marching Band and the Drumline. Uh-huh. He's the fellow quad player. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, because I play quads, and he was in a Christian thrash metal band, and I um that yeah. was technically, I don't want to count it, but I guess technically <laughs> it's like the first like you saw of, his band play. Yeah, there's uh, like four or five bands, and there was like another dude Christian thrash. Yeah, and there's another dude. Yeah, I don't um, think you can count. <laughs> but there's another but, yeah. dude from the drumline. He played snare, and his band played too. Hmm. And they borrowed my drum kit, and I didn't even fucking play the wow. show, which I'm glad because I'm not Christian or thrashing. Uh, yeah, thrasher. <laughs> but that there's some good thrash. But, yeah. Um, <clears throat> that was my first. Sh- so your first proper paid professional. Yeah, show. my first like for realsy show was yeah. like Wish, and that was um yeah, to a- see to hit like it hit all those points of like a first show where it's like. Was it like RFK or something? No, mm-hmm. Capital Center. Yeah, the Capital time. Center. I think it's become like whatever the hell arena. It's now. fucking huge. It not even be standing anymore. But yeah, it's basically yeah. where the Capitals hockey team would play. The Bullets or Wizards mm-hmm. now, I guess. It's yeah. like going to an airport for the first time. Yeah. Like it's 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 overwhelming, and there's just so much input. Like yeah. it's it's hard to take in and. Um, the build-up was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I told earlier podcast of the ticket experience. Super yeah. stressful for a high school kid on Ticketmaster. We got the tickets. We mm-hmm. made sure we got there in time. Yeah. Um, and night- you, you took care of it and looked out for me. Yeah, and, and that was like the dopest <laughs> shit. Um, you know, just being your friend and just yeah. like, and you're like, I got your fucking, t-. like you, I made sure you got a ticket, dude. And yeah. Like you took care of it. And it was so, it was so sweet. <laughs> And we had a great night before. I remember uh, our friend Bill went with us, and we almost yeah. had like 
Fucking I just chill. Remember, I remember yeah. it being in like pajamas. Almost. I don't think we were, but I just I remember it being like slumber party kind of. Yeah. Like we were playing stupid games like name that cure song. And we were like play the first few seconds and we'd all yeah. like, try to chime <laughs> like in. Cure trivia and just, yeah, night. We're just like drinking 5,000 Pepsi Colas or whatever. I know. It's pre-beer. Yeah. So we're like. Those are dark days. <laughs> and that's and that's the dumb shit you do pre-beer is yeah, you, you drink like a ton of Pepsi like, instead. How long is fucking three? imaginary boys and you're like three minutes and two minutes yeah. three minutes and two seconds or whatever like <laughs> i knew all of that shit i knew and i and it's so weird like with um like ipods and like how i listen to music now i don't know the names of songs yeah. i don't know the order of the albums right. i barely know the album names so many nerd details are and, like not a factor anymore yeah and i used to know everything about an album like inside and yeah. out and with wish like dissected that album like i i i i, I don't think any other angle like yeah. that i haven't thought about it yeah and even going back to the release like the wish. font is great yeah like actually yeah let's hold up on that i wanted to talk yeah. about the actual uh, did you have it on cassette like i didn't i just went i had the cassettes and that. all the singles did you yeah it was all did you have it on cd later then mm-hmm. like, yeah yeah i remember that one was the one that i never bought on cassette it was that transition really? time yeah it was like yeah I got the cd I remember that was like the first one I just like, well, I guess I did yeah, it with Disintegration, yeah. but I raced home and read all the lyrics while I listened mm-hmm. to it the first time and all that. But, And it was weird. Before it was released, too, we had, I guess every Cure fan had that little glimpse with that, remember, pay-per-view, um, special play mm-hmm. or play out, whatever. They ended up putting it out on VHS, but it was like a live thing. And it had them yeah. like playing like Letter to Elise, Unplugged, and like had a way... Which was oh, uh, what Wendy Time was called away originally. Wendy Time is a jam. And was that a B side? Nah, that's on there. And cut it, uh, and uh, Big Hand they played. Mm. And it was like so. It was like four new songs, and it had all this like extra stuff. But I remember that was all like well before the album came. We're like, oh, Wish is gonna be so yeah. awesome. And I remember I was thinking that Big Hand was gonna be like the big single. Yeah, we're like, it was that in Letter to Elise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they killed it with those. And we're like, what is this Letter to Elise song? This is because even that acoustic version, I still stand by being like. Fuck, I, I want to go back and listen to Letter to Lease. I didn't. Uh, I, I, I haven't listened to it in a while. Like, that song is dope. And yeah. the, in the uh, acoustic versions, I remember specifically, yeah, like, um, um, hit so hard yeah. and was so good. Slightly like, different lyrics. It had some, like, different in the yeah. middle. It's, like, really, it's, like, the whole song is just so brilliant. I love that song. Mm-hmm. It's one of those, like, perfect, like, but yeah, it's, a that perfect, was a great, it's a perfect fucking song. Yeah. And then... A huge part of this album yeah but um yeah like that hyping it you know just getting our like like oh my god this album's gonna be amazing kind of thing and then it mm-hmm. finally came out i guess we got that we got our tickets let's talk about the actual show yes. again though that was uh a, a great, we got up. down it yeah the so we got up. the build up we're there going into the arena into and the arena seeing like walking in i remember walking in and seeing dudes like i saw like a thousand robert smiths yeah and it was so funny to see like old i remember like seeing older older dudes um <laughs> dressed up like robert smith and i wasn't you know i, was just, yeah, I just looked like the regular dipshit i am and like <laughs> but seeing these like adults yeah dressed up like a fucking 
Yeah. You know, poofy hair. They're like they're like uh, more like a 1984 Robert Smith, and then you'd see like an 86 Robert Smith, and then, <laughs> totally. you'd, then you'd see like a current Fat Bob guy, you know. Sweet. And he's just a fat guy. He's just ah, I just put my hair up. But it was so dope. Um, yeah, and yeah. It, <laughs> it was just it was mind boggling. And, and I remember thinking it's like like uh, not I don't know. It was just. Uh, is intense just yeah. seeing all that different all these different people that are into the same things but it was expressed in such different ways and i liked i felt disconnected and connected at the same time yeah. because and you know i'm not dressing up and getting to like like a fucking like convention-esque like yeah. like a comic-con version of like i'm a robert yeah. i love that girl. Wish we did you know and, like we should have embraced it more uh, the like yeah it, it, so it would have been an excuse being that young. Yeah, it, like, if, uh, yeah, I, I, was, exactly. I was like fucking 14, dude. <laughs> right, you can't judge me for <laughs> dressing up like Robert Smith. But um, but it was dope. I, I don't know if that made sense. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, it's so. like a weird dichotomy of like... And even uh, a weird twist on that. Uh, sorry if I'm interrupting you mm -hmm. there. But like uh, the idea of being that young pre-internet and like yeah. high school where we grew up. It was like a weird... Like this was like the Cure's big breakthrough follow-up that i want to refer back to but at the same time it's still rare you know we would catch shit for being cure fans people would think you're and weird but i mean and then yeah. just coming into a stadium full of people like you you know yeah. i felt like that was like here we are these are my people we, yeah of course i didn't want to talk to anybody but <laughs> at the same time these are my people these but fucking like all these people like i don't want all to these look old any of them chubby guys yeah like <laughs> these we're are all my, just, we're all just looking at our feet but at the same time we're all you know it's like a it's weird yeah. special religious thing you know it like, is and that was kind of cool because I was like I'm not alone I knew I was right yeah <laughs> this band is good and you know of course in the grander scheme of things they're like selling millions of albums already by this point and have reinvented themselves four times and yeah like, oh, yeah dumbass they're playing the fucking capital center <laughs> it's like we couldn't <laughs> have dodged that bullet if we tried <laughs> yeah like like, cause they would, it was advertised everywhere. Like I remember going to like yeah. record stores at the mall and they'd have, um, you know, like those free magazines and yeah. there'd be like whole fucking cure issues. And I grabbed like fucking 10 of them. Yeah. They were all and, over. Uh, Press was huge for this. Yeah. It was, cause disintegration done. So he, you know, so well, it was huge. Yeah. It was the breakthrough album. I guess we'll touch on that. Like, obviously if you're a care fan, you know, but like disintegration broke through huge hits, love mm. song on there. And, um, selling out stadiums left and right. So this yeah. is the follow-up, which is almost harder for a band because it's easy. Like the breakthrough is always like the, whoa, whoa, we didn't intend it to be the mega selling album. But then like, what do you do next? It's baffling. Like that, that has to be some of the hardest shit to do. Yeah. Um, just to, I mean, cause by the time they hit disintegration, like there was like a fucking, they had like an army of people working and supporting like his labels were still huge at the time so they had yeah, yeah, yeah. they had crazy money uh -huh. um and disintegration just like dropped like a bomb and yeah um and even the build-up from kiss me kiss me on a grander scheme i'm sure they knew yeah. it was coming yeah. Like, yeah yeah disintegration was riding the fucking like kiss me wave yeah, you know it totally makes sense but, but i mean to us just being kids we were like yeah well, our band is they're yeah. making it yeah i mean because <laughs> we did it i'm so happy for them yeah i know it's like that's so great that is odd like we, 
we latched onto this fucking band and like <laughs> and, and they were like peaking and killing it um yeah. and it's like no way that my band is <laughs> so fucking proud of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah and then, as we made our guess before we make our way to our seats um there's a lot of good merch it's the kind of thing you do when you mm-hmm. can't buy beer at a show <laughs> you actually buy merch you buy over. giant 90s t-shirts <laughs> yeah, 90s. did they make a medium no, in the 90s huge, they yeah. fucking did the biggest dumbest shirts i can't I remember still... if, if like everything was just big on me or what but like i was like i'll take the extra extra large please <laughs> this yeah. like 80 pound kid <laughs> but uh and we're not like dainty guys no, you know? yeah, and it's yeah, weird it's like everything that. was giant on us and we were like <laughs> where's six of them the fuck is this i know and, and i'm probably wearing like two t-shirts or whatever like at the same time anyways <laughs> but um so Dumb yeah we got a couple 90s. t-shirts that i wish i mm. still had mm-hmm. um and then but uh, a good thing to bring up before we go into the musical side was that you purchased and i was the, always jealous the tour of, book yeah the program yeah the the tour program uh, and tell that for us let's just start describe it visually and this is like a web like to compare it to modern times it was like a website (laughs) that had all the information all the dumb shit you wanted to know like tiger beat but way cooler (laughs) yeah and it was all just cure and it broke down each member and what instruments they played and what bands they liked and favorite foods favorite foods (laughs) favorite beers and yeah um, and i thought they were so witty and a lot of it was just dumb shit um like favorite foods they just they were just being funny or and sometimes it was funny um (laughs) and the bands their favorite songs i remember from the album i think it was all wish specific and i remember Mm -hmm. that being kind of weird i was like wow all of them love it from the edge of the deep green sea i think that was like the one that and end maybe were like the common one that all of them loved everyone liked to take credit for that repetitive piano bit (laughs) that went through the whole fucking song (laughs) it's not that clever (laughs) it adds tension yes yeah but are you choosing to go into that now? No, <laughs> okay. no. I just, I just brace yourself, uh, listening. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's Donald Duck, <laughs> the best song on Wish. <laughs> I'm the best song on Wish. Jesus. Nah, I wouldn't but, say um, that. But it's it's up there. Yeah, no, it's a good song. Yeah. I like the the guitar solos and that's dope. But, yeah. Um, but we're just uh, sorry. Uh, but the program, yeah, yeah. So, the, like, the program is. I ended up learning. So much like a mowed lawns, mm-hmm. um, you know, like pay for like buying tapes and stuff, and and uh, just around the neighborhood, and and I literally bought every single like that Robert Smith recommended, and a few from like some of the other guys. Yeah. Um, but I discovered my bloody Valentine, Ride, Dinosaur Junior, um fuck and there's like two or three other bands but like i discovered fucking shoegaze yeah through that's like going to see wish and (laughs) i it it was like opening up like a like the like a like the briefcase and like pulp fiction where it's just this bright light and (laughs) and and there's so few avenues back then yeah a curve yeah a curve and like cocktail twins maybe yeah even though i think we probably were familiar with them but oh god damn and it's literally changed like 
changed changed my life like i was like literally found like oh that's my thing mm. and like how rare in life is it to like he, just get a cheat sheet of like yeah like like an endorsement of from something that you trusted so much and yeah like, here's like a list of things that will change yeah. your life <laughs> and it, and it it's amazing and it's so and, and in a pre-internet era it's it's so and i, I like there's no fanzines yeah where we fucking lived um yeah. so it was so it was just a rare thing and and uh i, I don't know it's just amazing like it was just guided yeah. you know and i and i, I don't think i would have gotten into those bands if i didn't see them listed there yeah you know maybe i would have because i was already into the cure so yeah. like the likelihood is pretty high that it would even been on the contrast it's funny how like i love the yeah i wouldn't say i like those bands but i'm not a big shoegazer you're not guy. a big shoegazer yeah, like i try and it's just like eh, like like jesus and mary chain who i do think is listed mm. they were in there a few times yeah i get jesus and mary yeah, chain yeah, was yeah. one of them like them i already liked and i already them. knew them yeah we loved them yeah already. and like yeah, new order funny, but i wonder on a weird level like maybe i'd because I didn't buy the program. <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't like, yeah. ride quite as much as you and stuff. Because I, yeah. you know, I didn't have... I was like, yeah, whatever, they're in there. And I'd heard from you or, you know, looked at it with you. Yeah. But, but having that more attached, you know, like product in your hand of like the list. Like, the like holy, this guy says it's fucking list. cool. Yeah, like and maybe, I think this guy's fucking dope so as shit. Maybe just so. like that extra push to like dig yeah. in right off the bat. And while I had like to struggle through dope, it. Dope Uncle, <laughs> dope Uncle Bob like, yeah. check out Ride, right? Law. And at that point, Law yeah, thinks I mean, they're stupid, so it's probably all right. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty important document. And, it is. Uh, yeah, and Donald it, still has it. It would be interesting to look I know. it up on eBay, see how much it's going for. I wonder if people, like, sell, like, you know, like, what the hell? And not that you would sell it, but I'm just... Interested. Always thinking about a buck. Hey, man, sell that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you already know the bands now. You already read it. <laughs> you you <laughs> read it. No, it's just out of curiosity if it's even more, if it's even yeah. possible to get anymore. I wonder mm, if it's even possible I, to... Sadly, I did look it up on uh, eBay, and it does exist, and it's, it's like, like for 14 30 bucks. bucks. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, like 30, 20 bucks. It's doable. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but it's funny, like... Kind of oversized, wasn't it? Like a big program. It was yeah, like, it was pretty big. It wasn't like a. But it's an important document because mm -hmm. it's it's one of those things I think in life where you're like, I'm on the right path. Because oh. I like ended up getting into a band, you know, that was a little like off of yeah, yeah. the norm, or, or and um, and that led me into bands that were more off the norm, and yeah. you know, it's like a destiny and it was just like i'm on the right path yeah like i saw the sign in the woods that said like your house this way yeah. and i was just walked down the path so blindly nice. <laughs> like yep and yeah. and it worked Robert out so. and it worked out perfectly he was yeah. absolutely fucking right like yeah. like fucking a majority of those bands are dope as shit and mm -hmm. have made so many fucking good records and yeah. people uh just shoegaze is the jam and and I hear so many elements in Early Cure, you know, like I, I've, I, I hear what he, like, I feel like I, I, I heard kind of what he was listening to in those bands, like with yeah. shit they were doing back in the day. 
Um, and even current times, are all like, even at that point, yeah, younger. like everything's in the same wheelhouse, is what I'm trying to say, right. you know, like, and there were younger bands, and I could see why he was attracted to those bands, right? right. That's what I'm saying, yeah. But it's weird that he didn't just like list like shit that influenced him, like Jimi Hendrix, and yeah, it was almost like the other degree of like these are younger bands, and there's all modern, ba- yeah, like yeah, young yeah, modern bands yeah, too. Yeah. So it's cool that he like listed those, and it wasn't just like a bunch of old shit, yeah, like, like Bowie, a bunch of safe shit. Hendrix, yeah, it's like blah, like, whatever, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's it's pretty cool. That, uh, yeah. I wonder if Eric Clapton, man, some great guitar player, yeah. Eagles. <laughs> it's like great, all right, but yeah. Let's go, California. And I believe one of the bands listed in there was also the wonderful opening act, The Cranes. Yeah. Which I did not enjoy very much watching them because basically anybody that chick's for the voice is kills intense me. man yeah i've gone back and that's a like, bit like them but they're so mood oriented or it's like good music to me anyway it's like nice to just put on but i can't get they're deemed them, as but. like i discovered this a while ago like there's like waves of shoegaze where yeah. they refer to as like first wave second wave you know like my bleed valentine and like I think that, even like that was the cranes again. By the way, if I mumbled through that, yeah, song. the cranes. <laughs> but I think the cranes are like the second wave, along with like curve and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I liked, I liked the cranes, so I forced myself to like the cranes. Yeah. Because it's like the first band because they opened. Yeah, it's they the were. first band I fucking saw and like and I've really so technically your first live show. Yeah, the cranes. I know. And I, <laughs> and I, you know, stopped listening to them forever. Yeah. And started like re-listening to him in the past couple of years and I I I kind of like found some joy and started digging him a bit. Like yeah. I like it's like overly produced. The chick's voice is so high and intense. Yeah. And and I can see why people were like mm. like yeah. they have their dull moments, but they have their brilliant moments. I mean, that's and like And it made and, sense. It was like that would be a band that yeah. opens for the cure. And, yeah. Yeah, I remember even like enjoying it, but not hating it. But I mean, my only like, yeah. discomfort was just that this is the band standing in between me and watching the Cure. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, get off the stage, just make it end. I was like, that chick is fucking hot. <laughs> she's like, like the size of an ant. Yeah, <laughs> and she's a babe, you know. Well, she, I, I never even no, it was looked a good, her up it, later. It was a good looking bunch of kids. Yeah, huh. um, it was a good looking band. I have to check that out later. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that sounds gross. I'm gonna check that out. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Get some Google Docs. Coming. <laughs> um, yeah, well, then the show starts. <laughs> opens with open, and the uh, cool thing we were talking about this briefly was uh, um, the shows along that tour. Uh, many fit the pattern of they would play most places two nights and the first night would be what ended up being the album show if you're familiar with the cures live albums show in paris came out shortly after the release of wish and they were like uh recordings from those that tour Mm -hmm. and the night we saw them was definitely the show show (laughs) and then the second night because we had friends in high school that went the second night and that was the more paris night and uh, or they would play like at night and figurehead yeah. and catch and stuff like that. Um, the one we saw was more wish start to finish with mm-hmm. uh, hits sprinkled in, 
we're talking about like the contrast like the us now is kind of like oh man Paris yeah. probably would have been pretty sweet like to that see second and, show would have been the and I definitely jam. even remember being like super jealous that it wasn't the exact same set yeah. like hearing people the second I was like what they played different songs I was like oh no I like, got both all these better songs <laughs> yeah and like but and you know like we were saying like the first time seeing the cure yeah we were into that album so hardcore and you're sprinkling in like in between days yeah. and just like yeah and it's like that like they hit they the hit the class like they hit the yeah. milestones and the classics and the standards yeah and, i mean and even it was, now like when you put show on that's like i mean that doubles as the greatest hits really i mean it's like it does it's like wish is pretty solid all the way through and then that sprinkled on top is like there's no like lagging moment by any means as far as you know, a just yeah. solid live mm-hmm. album in Paris is pretty solid too. And yeah, and it is, and like that lineup is kind of the classic mm-hmm. Cure lineup. Really, it was like Poral across the front, Poral Robert playing guitar, yeah. Perry playing guitar and keyboards. Um, then you got Simon on bass and Boris on drums. No Lowell. Yeah. This is the first no album officially. I think Lowell's been gone for quite a yeah. while by that point, technically, but officially. And I'm first, bummed by that. I'm the bummed. first non Lowell album. Yeah, I, I was, I was so like in retrospect, I was bummed. Like, I was kind of hating Lowell at the time. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, so it was like, whatever. <laughs> but now that I'm older and uh, and more pearl pro lol <laughs> um I, I i really i i'm kind of sad i didn't get to see him but i'm happy i got to see you know i think the cure at like yeah. the last like the last stronghold of a yeah. band like where they're just dope like Pearl yeah, that's was killing and like boris was yeah. fantastic um even on wish like yeah. Like his playing, like the drumming on Wish is satisfying. It's a, it's swingy, and that's what makes it so different than Disintegration, where yeah. it's more synth based and more like he's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. doing drum machine esque right, shit, right. which he did fucking perfectly. Yeah. And Wish is like it gets swingy and more guitar-y, like yeah, you were yeah, saying, and rocking um, stuff and swinging stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely more variety. And it's it's weird. It's it's it's, it's weird. Weird. Then first listening to it, it's, it made it sound so new and weird. Um, you know, with a band that like recreated itself often yeah. sound wise. You know, like some bands just get in a rut and stay in it, and just like yeah. this is what we do. And variations of themselves, even. yeah. Even the fact that Wish didn't have Roger too—that's a weird. The keyboard player, yeah, because he came and in full yes. swing for Disintegration. Absolutely, dropped out for that one, and then would be back pretty much all the way from there. But like, but you notice it. It's like, and he's not yeah. in there on that one. It's, and it's so different, and yeah. he was all over Disintegration. He, yeah, yeah, he killed Disintegration perfectly yeah. like i like killed in a good way like it, he just <laughs> nailed it so fucking perfectly like yeah for that's sure. such beautiful like texturing of the string since yeah. like it, it sounds execution of the parts yeah for sure some of the best washy synths um like layering mm-hmm. that i've ever fucking heard yeah like sure. beautiful melodies like stacked and stacked just melody dope melody dope yeah. melody dope melody dope melody and they did that with something like re-listening to Wish recently. Like, mm-hmm. 
you know, I was kind of listening to it with that in mind, that difference between, yeah. you know, the synth bass to the guitar. And they're doing the same structure of the melodies. It's just done with like fucking 400 guitar, guitar tracks. Versus, and yeah, and it's, sure. and it, and it swings a little more. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and you feel that. And, and I think it's a huge underestimated angle of mm-hmm. no Roger and Perry yeah. being basically an extra guitarist. Like slash. they swapped them out. But yeah, but like <laughs> it's weird that it's like an extra guitarist more slash because at that point he was playing a lot of the lull-ish keyboards too because it is kind of a, a lully style keyboard. I mean, you, you could know? hit one or two buttons for a whole song. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I would go back to like, <laughs> like like those are big shoes to fill, and we'll go into the <laughs> we'll go into the specific songs real quick later. But like, trust is a great. Like, or if I'm Roger had played it, it would be like a mm-hmm. big piano suite. But it was like, I think even Perry had written the majority of that song. That was like one of the ones he brought to the table, if I remember correctly. But, <clears throat> and it's simple, but cool, like a little more complex than like a Lowell Diddy yeah. or whatever. But, you know, I don't melody. know what, if Lowell even really wrote any of the parts, but like those old kind of Robert plucking out one note kind of thing yeah but um That's but it wasn't really nice quite rogery but yeah it's just like this really beautiful kind of little piano-y kind of part and like that song to me always definitely a huge part of wish mm-hmm. but anyway to backtrack to the guitar stuff maybe real quick yeah go with that um mm-hmm. uh just yeah how that was a kind of an interesting factor of it being the loud guitar album yeah that, that the world wanted at that point mm-hmm. and which was a little weird because they were kind of catering to what was popular at the time and but at the same time every everybody I mean, was just kind of sick of keyboards by yeah. that order, so, so it makes sense and uh and i guess mm-hmm. the nirvana angle but yeah kind of neat but you have that you know, at um, you know at that point, like they had so much money mm-hmm. behind them, like their label, like yeah. they just had a lot of like a lot of label like, money, and like it was marketed to the nth degree. Yeah, like, it was this everywhere. Was the fucking album to sell platinum, platinum, yeah, triple gold. Whatever. They should, like, like to reiterate what we said earlier. This was yeah. the breakthrough album follow up. Yeah, I think it's just so important to put that title on Wish because it's like not an easy thing yeah. to do and it's a weird ass like a band that's been established yeah. they don't really even care like i feel like at the mm. heart of it robert probably because you know they had like official even he it's said silly. that he's broke up after it's disintegration silly. yeah, yeah it's silly care, at this point you know but like but going into that like you said this is the first time mtv care like mainstream alternative yeah. music was breaking big with nirvana and stuff yeah. that was a huge time for alternative music like college rock whatever and, it was that they were called before that new wave college rock was like there but nobody like and, rem style but now all of a sudden like everybody cares and do you think that was because for of a purpose like or for a reason like there's this money behind them oh, yeah. and the and they're just like all right here's some fucking guitar crap like they've made dope music since they yeah. made they've been making fucking records dope dope fucking records since uh-huh. the fucking late seventies. Yeah, I and, don't think it was like. A and it gets to that point. It's like commercial thing. I think it was. I think that yeah. switch to guitar was purposeful. Um, you know, be- Maybe because just to the, stay relevant, because it, there was he, a lot more at stake. There's a lot of yeah. money and things at stake and. And and they mentioned like in his heart he wanted to make a synthy album beats the fuck out of me I mean because like but it's like I I mean mean, when you when you have free reign to do whatever you're gonna do he gets all George Lucasy with these fucking like (laughs) yeah uh, 
But I mean, in his maybe heart. maybe not that bad. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. I take that back. <laughs> on, uh, that went too far. That George Lucas comparison was too yeah. far. But but like left to your own devices, and you have mean. free reign. And what is you know what does the band do? And they yeah. eat. well, I think just being conscious of knowing. I mean, it's a positive compliment, really. It was yeah. Like saying being conscious of what is current. Yeah. And the same time, if you look at even those bands though that he listed that you love from mm. that list i mean ride and my bloody valentine they're all guitar yeah i mean and like it's very and, yeah guitar synthy yeah but i mean it's yeah. still definitely leaning more towards like guitar feedback mm-hmm. and stuff over, but they didn't like, do any like shoegazy shit i mean there's some shoegazy guitar it, tones yeah. actually on the on the album but not like in the 40 track not, not not like um <laughs> not like uh like the whole song's based on yeah like yeah, just like yeah. a fucking like a three like reverbs a that you just kind of put in the background yeah yeah but, but uh, yeah no, yeah that's kind of there's elements actually backing up your theory a bit more they were smart enough probably at that point and that would be the the guilty side of like they knew that this is going to be an album that's going to sell a ton yeah they knew it, it sucked or not but you know so try to make it a bit more commercial yeah to, like and, they started playing the game a bit yeah and then in a good way because but at the same time too yeah i guess i'll go more they, into the individual tracks because there's a few tracks yeah, on the album i feel like where it's the obvious like whatever mm, you want yeah because they got you know hit pretty hard after disintegration almost rightfully so because it's such a down gloomy album yeah and i think that bothered them you know where it's like they don't want to but be, they've like been fucking dick deep in gloom for fucking 20 yeah, years not all of it you know? <laughs> that's what it is like when he wants to be sad yeah he's gonna be really fucking sad but like you know there was plenty of like times prior to disintegration where they were like way more poppier than the poppiest band out. you know like yeah Love Cats, the walk yeah um, you know half it, of the stuff on it's He's always had a kiss toe. Me, kiss me, yeah. I mean, like, why can't I be used? Been yeah. out for a while by that point, you know. And True. Like, it, and yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it. We're like, oh, you want some hits? I give you some hits. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like we're not just a gloom band. We can it's, we can crank some yeah. hits out. You know? And I think there's probably a, a huge element of that. All right, so oh. so now let's take a quick glance at the uh, actual song by song of Wish. We're not gonna play snippets or dwell mm-hmm. on them too long because maybe a little bit. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> and um, we're, it's twelve track album and. Um, yeah, it's a wish. It opens with a song called Open. What? Open? <laughs> what a fucking clever name to start, oh, to open a record with. Yeah. But, you know, it, like, there's not much else to go by. If you look at lyrics, it tells a story. It's very it does. claustrophobic feeling. The tension is building. You know, they clearly had to just do, like, a new order where they pick, like, a word that isn't in the song. Cause you, you have can't. to set a tone for the record. Mm-hmm. And as we discussed, like, it does set a tone of tension. And mm-hmm. I think that is a big part of the record is um, it does build tension throughout the record. And you have the yeah. song sadly named Open, <laughs> uh, but it um, it does set a tone. And uh, like we were discussing uh, at one point with, uh, you know, with the lyrics on the record, like thematically throughout the record mm-hmm. um kind of thinking about it now open does make a little sense uh lyrically where it, 
maybe saying open up to this idea of this <laughs> album. Like maybe there's more to it than it just being the first song. Like open isn't that literal, maybe. Yeah, maybe saying I'm opening up, going to this party, but I'm still feeling the tension. Yeah. And so maybe it has nothing to do with it being the opening track. Possibly. I'm mm. rethinking this right now. But you expressed not being a fan of the lyrics in general. Yes. All of it. Just like the another glass in my hands. Hey, what's that over there? I'm yeah, gonna... And he's just kind of narrating a stroll through the room. Yeah. Which, which I get, but don't you think that's good? No. Why? It's it's too fucking literal. I don't know. It's but it's, it's not just like a dumb. Johnny Cash song it's or something. It's just dumb. It's and it's painted. like... Like... I don't like the I don't like the cadence, mm-hmm. the lyrics and like the pace. He's like, I'm standing over there and I'm firing in the corner and I'm getting another drink and this guy's bugging me and I'm getting another but how drink does that and I'm from like uh, the song disintegration maybe versus like even a hundred years where it's very like well that was all dope <laughs> and fucking. Dipped in reverb and sounded cool. There's plenty of reverb on open. Every cure has plenty of reverb. I, don't, I know. I don't think just, there's any but it was a good reverb the, the, deficient cure. So I, I'm sorry. I, I, I you're referring to you're comparing a well, a, just, a bad a, an average song to good songs. There's reason why, why they're good why songs because they're, they're good fucking because they're not open. It's not this like <laughs> like like I guess what it, I'm it, a, it's it's like a it's like a might feel like Bob Dylan where he's just like and just like you have whole songs where he's just like rambling about some shit and well, that's a lot what, of people and that's what Robert Bob Smith Dylan is a pretty good lyricist like Robert Smith's not a rambling man and he's a rambling man in this song just scooting through a party like hey dude what's over there I'm gonna do the line man and that's not Robert Smith like I guess it is I, I mean he wrote the fucking though. song Other but it's just weird it doesn't sound anything like that yeah it, it, it blew it, it, it's like peeking behind the curtain yeah it, it, fucking Oz you know just like like I'm just a fucking meandering asshole like every other guy in a party like I feel like- I, I feel awkward yeah, People are a, stressing me out. But that's, that's better than a wrangling man. He's, <laughs> he's, he's feeling awkward. That's like the tension and the whole point of the song. He's not like fucking wrangling through the party going, Oi, yeah, There's yeah. less literal ways to build tension I than guess. saying I'm feeling tense. But it's still not even very literal. If you really look at the lyrics, it's not, it is. It, it's not super literal. <laughs> he could maybe not even be at a party. We don't know what the situation is, but Anyway, like, well, lyrically... You, you had a favorite lyric from this fucking song. The way the rain comes down hard, that's how I feel inside. And that's a great <sighs> fucking line. Because how many times <sighs> have you just been somewhere and you just like... Like, yes, mm. this is happening now. You know, like, you're having this crappy situation mm. and then the rain's <laughs> pouring down and you're like, this is it. This is exactly how I feel inside. And summed up perfectly, I think. But anyway, what should... other things sum up how you feel inside? <laughs> like the fucking, uh, it's just so. Like I mean, it's a nice. I mean, it's a nice lyric yeah. in the end, but it's fucking so fucking like literal, like rain and tears. Ha! Huh, 
I never, I never would have made the connection. <laughs> That's like eighty percent of the Cure. Like, there's like some song about rain on every Cure album. <laughs> I know they're the beginning. I mean, of course he's gonna talk about how he feels and rain and being down. You know, like why are you so, like so like what? How are you like offended all of a sudden by that? <laughs> <laughs> like a whole fucking song's called Prayers for Rain. But, like, I know. That didn't bug you. And that song's so good. And it starts with the rain sound. Yeah, and I like, love. That. There's a lot of rain in that song. That it's so bother. literal. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, oh, well. and, and I mean, thinking about it as I'm talking shit, <laughs> thinking about like all the previous lyrics, like it's they're not. It's the mood and the you know yeah. the whole package. I think that's the best way to look at these songs. It's like it matches the guitars. It matches the yeah. The it does, and even the cadence. It, that's what I was getting at with like disintegration and. In a hundred years, it's kind of always been there. That yeah, the crocodiles crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's always he's that you know those longer kind of songs. It's been there, but and that has it has and that has its moments and it sounds fantastic. And and I'm dumping on it, but (laughs) but I I mean I listened to the song like four thousand times and I've loved it for like a decade, hated it for five years, liked it for another decade or some shit like. It yeah. goes on and off, yeah, and then yeah. this is how I feel right now about it. But well, let's bring it to a happier yes. mood of the next track, the first single, "High." Mm-hmm. Songs that jam and deserves kind of to be the first single. Pleasant song, yeah. I think it's hard to, and it's a good catchy pop song because it is very. Uh, it's not outwardly like Friday I'm in Love kind of pop yeah. song. Like here we are, and like a great first single. It's like just like a little words. subtle, like hey, hi, it's catchy. It's pleasant. Hello. It's got like. So many great levels and layers of catchiness. Yeah. Lyrics are nice, but they don't really have to stand out or really Mm -hmm. do anything. And yeah. Wonderful melodies. There's like, you could take like just one part of that song, like a little guitar riff Mm -hmm. and make a whole song out of it. Yeah. Like you can make 40 songs out of that song. Yeah. So exactly. You could base like a whole chorus just on one of those guitar riffs or something. But and they're always so great with their like production too, like just like that whole like Smitten as that and like like most bands wouldn't do that on like a single, you know? And just yeah. like they were like always. It sounded in these weird, weird to hear little... that in the nineties. It made sense when they were doing that like early in their career. Yeah. Like, like little like in the, the yeah. songs are always peppered with like little things like oh, in the high little breaths and, and shit. Yeah, yeah. And, like, it's, uh... Um it's but it was weird hearing that on a guitar record yeah. and I think that's why the you know that's one of the you know where that let's it, get that out and it then... showed their age a bit um, mm-hmm. in this era of guitar yeah and Nirvana and yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah well at least that they're not like trying to compete with Nirvana and, like with them yeah I mean you know, they're like not trying to play in this like a three piece just you know distortion rock yeah. kind of punky stuff <laughs> thing, but... it just showed it it just showed their age a bit, I thought. And then yeah. it, it's not bad. It just yeah, shows their age, like you know. sticking to what they're doing at that point. Yeah. 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 Track three, Apart, is a, a downer number. Kind of surprising that it's that high on the <coughs> listening back again. And for this, I was like, oh, yeah. It's kind of surprised that that was that high up in the track order. It's like, um, Part, just kind of a good, sad song. I love it. It's got a great, like, bass line. Mentioned earlier, there's kind of a reminiscent riff of Big Hand, so maybe that's why Big Hand maybe even transformed into this, or vice versa, and that's maybe why they both weren't on the album. They had to choose, but that's just my own little 
weird theory. Mm-hmm. But uh, I yeah. feel I feel nothing about the song. I can't even remember it. And you I, want I, me to sing it again? Yes. <laughs> like, How did we get this far apart? We used to be so close. Cool uh, thing. Let me let me uh, throw this at you. What was that? What was that? Uh, vocal, and they've done it other times with a, a cool <laughs> kind of thing that stood up. I'm just gonna ignore that. But <laughs> just, just a snort to the greatest album ever recorded. That's cool. But uh, um, a cool trick that they do. There's a whisper track on that album. Yes, I know. Exactly like, now. Right, basically, just like. It's to understand, understand. And like, there's like a whisper of the melody, the main vocal melody, and there's like a whole. That's fucking weird. I yeah, remember. I know you're talking about. And, and it's, it's weird because it's not like buried. It's kind of the same volume. And it has like, like a very repetitive, like boom, kind of beat. Like it just maintains that. And there's like these whisper tracks and old these... carry if any of them probably that's probably the closest yeah. to like some kind of faith type song or something but I don't know. I love Is that it... one. It's one I never really loved right off the bat unless mm-hmm. I was feeling down that day but like as far as that <laughs> album that was like one that I really dug. Was there acoustic guitar on that? Like a little like strummy? No? Mm, not off the top of my head. Nothing mm. stood out more than like later versions of probably would have that but I don't know. It's a dumb song. Check four. From the edge of the deep green sea. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I have All a right. feeling you have some t- some issues, a bone, right. some bones to pick. You talk about the song, okay. and I'm going to make a noise that represents the fault of the song in almost Ooh. the whole record. This is indicative of <laughs> the overall, like, there's a layer of annoyance on this record. Okay. All right. Talk about it. Great clank, song. Clank, 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 tank, clank, clank, as clank, a favorite clank, clank, all clank, the members clank, of the clank, 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 Great song. It builds tension. Clank, 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 The music is great. It's another one that builds great tension. Piano, 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 clank, 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 it really just captures the tension of this like song, how it kind of keeps going and it builds and it has so many good oh. one-liners and just oh. all in all, I think it's one of the best Cure songs ever written. Shut the fuck I up! I would think it's a... Yeah, I'd probably put it maybe in the top ten. Shut the fuck! It's great. It's a great no. song. Fucking way. It's so layered. What? Who the hell can write a 10-minute long song and not repeat any part of it, really? Any asshole. Any asshole can <laughs> do that. But it doesn't, like, how many times have you listened to that song and you not realized it's, like, already been eight minutes into it? It's like it doesn't seem long. There's, there's, if you want to kill 10 minutes, you put on that song, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's like, holy crap, that's I know. 10 minutes? It, there's no denying that. And I give a shit because I love it. And it's so <laughs> close to being... I like, love things, like, that's why I kill them. I know. <laughs> but, go on. It's how I love. If you must. And it's how I let people know. I love them. <laughs> but, um, but uh, one of the really best parts about uh, this record, I think, and, why I, and this song, why I like it, is... Um, it's, uh, <laughs> so you like it now <laughs> I know I bash it I bash it but I like it and and 
that's what people do with things they love i think (laughs) i mean that's what i do i love it (laughs) i I dissect things that i like and like why i like them and i find so much joy in in doing that and been and then sometimes you know like things aren't so cut and dry Mm -hmm. you know where you know like this beautiful flower is poisonous as fuck yeah um you know this this cute little creature could eat me when i'm asleep there's so many things um you know where it conflicts like this that's what makes life enjoyable there's conflicting things and and do you think if every guitar track on this was replaced with some kind of strings or synth that would it be a very disintegration-y song yes it would be fantastic if they uh, like it better that way yes absolutely huh absolutely like if you took the swing out of the record mm-hmm. um, and just tightened up the so rhythm. the record as a whole, you think? Yes, the record as a whole. If you just unswung it, replaced all the guitars with fucking keyboards, <laughs> um, but then it would sound much the same. dope as shit. But leave in some yeah, guitar yeah. shit, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. But just like the... Because like, there's a lot of guitars on Disintegration, too. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. you know, like like a lot of the filler, not filler that's mm-hmm. not in a demeaning way, but just, uh, just the filler, like the stuff behind yeah, all yeah, the stuff like the, the track 36 and yeah <laughs> you know it's just like like a fucking like a, a little like 10 watt amp from like the yeah, 40s yeah. Just with turn like turning on and record yeah it's just like <laughs> in the back while on disintegration you, it was so, <laughs> yeah exactly it's like a, <laughs> it's just like one note <laughs> Yeah, or sense. one repetitive uh piano <laughs> track going clank 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 yeah. do the whole song so fucking unnecessary. Very well. That's my synopsis. Though. Maybe it is quick. It is. Note, like, <laughs> I know what you're it's talking about. <laughs> like two bands that would probably never think of themselves as being similar, but there's a billion very yeah. similar Wilco, Robert Smith, Tw- Jeff Tweedy. Really? Parallels. Yeah, that's maybe a whole podcast. I can kind of see like the structure and like just the fact that there's that yeah. one dude and like all these weird songs have changed forms. Anyway, we'll save that for now. Yeah. <laughs> Wilco versus the kid. <laughs> anyway. So and next... that's going to be our DJ night at. <laughs> yeah. uh... But nobody gets but us. Well, the... <laughs> what was that bar in Canton? Uh, sagebrush. Yeah, we'll <laughs> sagebrush. be DJing um, at the Sagebrush. <laughs> Canton, uh, Ash- Canton, North Carolina. Canton, <laughs> 20 minutes outside. Wilco versus The Cure, the awkwardest <laughs> dance night. Everyone's like, what? <laughs> Why don't you like... There's no connection between... <laughs> Why don't you do like The Smiths and Cure? No. No, it's Wilco. Wilco and Cure. That's where it's at these days. And Track then, five. This and then following up, we'll do the Jayhawks versus Joy Division dance <laughs> <Yeah>. night. Uh, <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> we were trying to bring in all kinds of crowds. <laughs> That's great. Uh, we should do that more. <laughs> Like what? <laughs> Who are you going for? That'd be dope. That'd be the so I bet fucking there's awkward. more crossover Wilco Cure fans than you would think. Oh, I bet. But but on the surface, probably not that many. <laughs> Who knows? But eh. I'm just picturing. Like there should be. A I'm lot. just picturing the crowd, and then yeah. like them judging each other, and then like enjoying each other. Uh, and there'd be like matches made like I never thought I'd like a goth and <laughs> I never thought I'd like a country rock uh, person there you go that's beautiful <laughs> dreams can't come true I know <laughs> we should do that on every valentine's <laughs> we'll go in the cure awkward not even verses 
just together. <laughs> it should be an app, like awkward hookups, like like a Tinder. So you like but... <laughs> like what the fuck? We should probably fuck. I like like he how means... crazy is that? <laughs> I mean, this way it's to... actually not that crazy. There's a lot of similarities. <laughs> That's still a little like uh like I'm a little country. I'm a little rock and roll. I'm a little bit coffee. I'm a little coffee. I'm a little bit prog rock. I'm a little dead rock. Uh, track five. This might be the one that loses me a little. This would be the song I would switch out for a B-side. Um, preferably. We'll talk about the B-sides real quick later, but Wendy Time. I'm torn Ooh. on this sign. Certain days I love it. Mm. Certain days I hate it. Mm. And then certain days, which is most, I'm like, whatever. It's track five. Who gives a shit? Yeah. But it's a, it's got the wah-wah going hardcore. Dude, the whole fucking song, like the fucking goddamn fucking... It's a dumb fucking song. This song is a waste of all the talent... That is in that band. It, it's it's fucking around. It's fucking around. It's a fucking around in the I studio just song. Just calm down. It is. <laughs> coach, coach, just calm down. <laughs> you guys are just sitting on your asses. <laughs> calm down, coach. This album still sold millions of copies. Everything worked out okay. Look at you, Perry. You you fucking spiked your hair up like a dickhead. You it's asshole. It's alright. Oh. I guess fucking, I still think more fondly of this song you than you You guys think apparently. about what you did before you get on the field and you think, who has a fucking heart? I'm trying to think back because... That's my coach speech to the cure. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, let's go get him. Like, go get it, guys. Go write fucking Wendy time. Let's go. Go, team. Don't write a dumb fucking song and waste my fucking time. Make me wish there was only... This is why it's called Wish. I wish there was only 10 songs in the fucking record. Uh, well, that would I'm be saying two it. that you cut out. So that's going to be the first you cut? Probably. Maybe open. You seemed very anti. I know, open and end. <laughs> okay, so you're uh, already out, dude. We'll get to end. Well, we'll come to that at the end. But we'll End see. has its moments, though. Yeah. Anyway. Wendy time. Yes. Yeah, I liked it on the when we had the pre thing on play out or whatever it's called. Play. I feel like they added like out. Or what was it? Play out the pay per view thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a, it was more like chill though. It wasn't all like wawaii. It was like yeah. It was, it was called away then. It was better mellowed cool. out. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm kind of. I might be mixing it up with another one too, but anyway, yeah, it's whatever. It's a it's Wendy time. Track six. <laughs> Who cares? Let's move on. Uh, doing the unstuck. This is what I'm kind of torn on. Um, Jesus fucking yeah, Christ. <laughs> I'm gonna start out by saying I love this song. I love every part of it except one line, and the one line is the "Let's get happy." I don't know if that's like. <laughs> Like, just so deliberate, like, this isn't disintegration, so let's get happy. But so many good, like, riffs in that song. Like, where it starts with a perfect day full of lady. It's like, that's like, it's that 12 string, like, it's a perfect day full It's not that fast. It's all strummy and fast. drummer, man, you should know the tempo better than that. Nah. But it's one of those, like, super fast strummy. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and I think it works. Like if you just took out "Let's Get Happy" and uh, replaced it with something else, it's a great song. Even like the whole like setting fire to bridges, like all the like phrasing's great. It is so many guitar parts that are really cool. It's good. Like, but the Mm -hmm. "Let's Get Happy" and I almost like want to look up if "Let's Get Happy" is like just like a British phrase or something. You know, like that made (laughs) a little more. Like you know, like let's get happy. You know, but like. But I mean, it just like, seems like such a deliberate, like, <laughs> all right, we're not sad right now, so I just made the song that yeah. says, let's get happy. And it's like, eh, why'd you say that? You know. <laughs> but at the same time... There's better British phases. But it wasn't even a single for that happy of a song, and it wasn't even a single. I don't Go think. get some crisps. Yeah. I don't know. So you were not a fan? Um, <laughs> I, it's hard to tell. I'm not sure <laughs> how to read your reaction <laughs> It's it's one of these uh it's a whimsical cure song for yeah. me where I don't I don't like whimsy in the cure in the end but sometimes it it works. Mm-hmm. Um and I like I like a bunch of the whimsical songs in the end, you know? Yeah. Like Love Cats is a jam. Yeah. But that's like but like it's silly. It's a silly fucking song um but it just it sounds nice and this song it's always bugged me the fucking name is stupid yeah a theme with the record i wish they named the songs you know yeah you have other issues with the titles then it's fucking dumb doing the unstuck and (laughs) and i like how it starts off i don't like it's like like the music gets so whimsical it's like like slides like and things and it's like like oh here we go it's (laughs) like a fucking um like a like like a i don't ride roller coasters but like it's like a fucking roller coaster like like a modern day ride where there's like screens and shit and everything's like here you go dipshits you're gonna drop down this woo and there's like some old miner in the side when you're in the cart and he's like there you go kids you fucking dipshits and you like <laughs> dropped out of the ride talking? it's yeah. like I, I don't need I don't need to be told or pushed <laughs> store and write a song it's like a riddle or something yeah (laughs) like i'm gonna go to the grocery store and write it like and narrate it like i was walking down the aisle and i was thinking about picking up some beans but then i looked over here and then i saw these tortillas and then i was going to this other aisle and i said i don't want some beer so i just went and bought fucking two bad like that's what open is and that's kind of like the the theme of the lyrics it's the theme of the lyrics with the whole fucking record hmm like, it's, he's just, like, telling us shit. He's not, like, writing a fucking song about it. He's just, like, telling us crap about his 
<laughs> I could not disagree with you more. <laughs> That's go. all any song disagree, is. is people, all it is is any song is somebody telling you something. He's not like trying to convince you of political things. It's not Bono. He's just telling you shit. And they put it to music and it matches the mood of the music. But let's move on. Oh my goodness, this is getting real steamy here. We best uh, take a breather and break this up into two episodes. Yes, uh, conveniently, this is where, if you had the cassette, wish ended anyway. So we'll pick up in the next episode on um, side two, side B, where Donald will um, hopefully have a little more love for wish. But I wouldn't bank on it. But we'll pick up with Friday I'm in Love, the big hit. If that doesn't win him over, nothing will. But uh, until then, be sure to subscribe on iTunes. We're exclusively on iTunes now. Um, if you're getting this episode, then you're in touch with the new feed. Um, sorry if you've already subscribed, but resubscribe to this one because uh, we had some hosting changes. And um, hopefully th- this will be the long haul here and uh subscribe also leave comments i think we lost a few really good comments so it would be great to hear some new stuff from you guys good or bad we want to hear it all um posted on itunes and i think that helps it pop up on the searches a bit more so please leave some comments if if you just feel like you have to rant even more about how crazy donald's opinions are on this stuff or myself even maybe you agree with donald i don't know uh, drop me an email, Gavin Connor, G A V I N C O N N E R. So Gavin Connor at gmail.com. Drop me an email and, um, you know, let me know what, what, what you're thinking of all this madness. Uh, we are also on Instagram now. So check out the Holy Hour podcast. That's all strung together. The Holy Hour podcast on Instagram. And, uh, we'll let you know there. When we have new episodes and throw a few little tidbits in for fun in between. And if that's not enough, go to the major website, theholyhour.moonfruit.com. Don't type in the huh. That was just me doing that. Um, to uh, get some little tidbits and sidebar stuff for each episode. So theholyhour.moonfruit.com is the official website. So um, until then, you know, get the next episode. Wish 2 is coming up soon here. So stay tuned. Thanks so much for listening. Drop us some comments and uh, subscribe. And we'll see you around 2016. Thanks for making it through the trial run of 2015. I think we're going to try to do this more regularly. So uh, keep your ears peeled. And um, lots of great cureness is bound for 2016. So we'll see you there. Talk hard.